On this edition of the Poundcast, we take the blue pill and leave the real world behind and jump into the exciting world of virtual reality. And now from Pound and Grain in Gastown, Vancouver, for a change, Mm -hmm. it's Jackson Murphy, creative director, and I'm here with Michelle Knight, one of our amazing, talented creatives at Pound and Grain. Michelle, your first Poundcast! I know. Are you nervous? <laughs> Very nervous. Don't be, don't, don't <laughs> be nervous. Okay. I think Sandy and my dad listen, so we're, we should be good. Okay. All right. I, I can talk to Sandy. <laughs> and Nick. Nick's not here with us today because he's in Toronto, but uh, we're here in the Vancouver offices. So, And we're going to talk about VR, the biggest thing ever. And you're going to nerd out. I'm going to nerd out. So you just came back from L.A. I did. What was in L.A.? Um, the Vision Summer Summer 2016, um, which was a pretty big nerd fest, if I'm honest. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Um, it was kind of for designers and innovators and filmmakers, but the majority of people there were gamers. Gamers. Um, yeah, which is kind of interesting because I was a bit nervous going there. You kind of think, oh, we're really behind or we don't know what's going on, but it's the complete opposite. Nobody knows what's going on with virtual reality. It's the wild west of digital right now. It is crazy. Yeah. And everybody's testing stuff. And I yeah. think everyone's trying to test stuff before the ethics community come in and put rules down. <laughs> so everyone's going crazy. So this is the time to like totally explore like unbridled creativity before like we go too far, like before people tell us what we can't do definitely okay that's cool this is like the biggest kind of showcase of all what's going on in vr yeah it was huge at nasa there there was um, the director of magic labs for playstation um the maker of walking dead like there were a lot of creative people there that's very cool yeah it was a little intimidating and pound and grain was there but it was interesting because there were very few content makers and even less women. <laughs> you uh, and Kanita, one of our uh, software developers, said there was very few of you uh, females there. It was mostly dudes. Yeah, majority yeah. dudes and gaming dudes. Even yeah. in the networking time, people were playing with their games. <laughs> but it was fun. Like, so you, did you feel out of place that you weren't playing with your gaming device or have your headset on all the time? I kind of did. You have people <laughs> who it's, it's like had the Oculus on the entire time. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. But when it came to the creative storytelling, everybody's looking for content. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of like the opposite. There's a lot of gamers and people able to build stuff, but very few content creators. Yeah. Which is, you can't ask for more than that. The storytelling thing seems really important, like not only because we're both writers, so we can totally geek out on that, but it seems like, again, it's, it's technology that enables like really immersive, interesting storytelling. But to your point, the storytellers aren't necessarily there quite yet. They're, they're getting there. Like, if you look at um, the number of VR films entered at Sundance and the Tribeca Film Festival, they're going up from 2014 to 2015 to 2016. I can't believe it's 2016. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Hard to say. Uh, but so, like, submissions for filmmakers are starting to grow in the sort of virtual reality kind of market. But it's kind of using technology just to kind of expand their filmmaking side of things. There's not many people working from a storytelling 
perspective inside VR at this point. No, and when they do, a lot of it's just being squeezed into VR and yeah. adapted instead of built for it, and they're different stories. Yeah. Um, one's totally immersive and you're directing your story, first person. The other, you know, you're kind of sitting back and going on a ride that someone else is driving. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's I, the mother of VR. She bought the first virtual reality um, film to Sundance 2012. I think it was called Hungry in LA. Which is fascinating because they use real sound, but um, CG graphics, and people had to run. It was a short experience, and they're in tears within minutes because of the empathy level. Mm. Like you can see someone in front of you. It was about a guy who um, was waiting in a food line and went into diabetic coma. So it's pretty powerful because she comes from a journalistic point of view. Yeah. Um, so it's really powerful. And from 2012 2014, that's grown yeah. drastically. Like there's tons of. VR stuff out So there. she was like only like the gr- the grandmother of VR uh, that was 2012. Yeah. And I wouldn't even see grandmother. She's just the mother. <laughs> she'll be the grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And she was actually Palmer, the creator of the Oculus, was her student. That's and the two of them went out and played around with stuff. And that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. It's a small community. Like everybody kind of knows everybody and everyone's testing stuff out and sharing information yeah so it's a small community and i was gonna drop some stats in here just like so currently even though they did this big kind of hollywood conference where all the the big players were there um it's become gonna become huge so here's a a few stats that i compiled so by 2025 there's gonna be 500 million headsets sold annually vr headsets whoa um by 2018, which is two short years from now, um, there'll be 171 million VR users globally, um, making it by 2020 a $30 billion market in VR. Um, and they say in that sort of 2018 to 2020 market that there'll be 28 million paying customers ready to buy Games, films, experiences from VR. So small community today, February 2016, within the next two to five years, it will be a massive thing that everyone, I mean, I think everyone already is talking about it. I know like because you um, man our social channels and you write our weekly wins article, everything is about VR. Definitely. Like probably... 30% 30% of all interesting digital marketing content is about virtual reality. Currently. Definitely. Yeah. Which is kind of scary because after doing all that research, I really thought we'd arrive there and be blown away and surprised. And that actually wasn't the case. Even though people are talking about it, not everybody is an early adopter. No. And it's um, a lot of stuff being discussed. And then you've got also augmented reality that people want to get more involved in. Yeah. So what is the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality? Okay. So virtual reality, you're in a... I could be wrong. So maybe don't quote <laughs> me. <laughs> we, can fact, we can fact check and edit it later. Okay. Yeah. Um, so virtual reality, you're immersed in a totally different world. Um, you've got the headset on it's not your space that you're in it's a different creative space Um, augmented reality is layering onto your your reality so you kind of interact with things on top of what you can already see virtual is creating new 
new things, yeah. a new world. And the world thing was a huge topic actually added. Um, the guy who created Monari Report, you know, the famous hand pattern. Where all, where all digital uh, mm-hmm. marketing has derived itself from and all digital interfaces, user interfaces, it all comes back to Tom Cruise movie, Minority Report. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. So he was talking and he was saying that what they did is they built a narrative and the world at the same time, which was fascinating. It was a different take. Yeah. And I think with virtual reality that that's what's going to happen. We need to build the world and the story at the same time because that world, you can pull so many different stories out of it. Yeah. Nothing's linear anymore. So it's, it's different than say, because we've done a lot of you know, kind of video work in the last like 12 months. It's different than like, oh, we got to write a script and you make the script then you make the video and boom, it's done. Here, you have your creative idea and then at the same time, you, you're building even beyond what you need it for to build kind of a world for that idea to live in. Exactly. Yeah. And then that idea can grow. That's yeah. the exciting thing about it is, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, I, I guess like to bring it back to like, uh, our potential um, listeners who could be marketers, some of our clients. Um, it's not like making a 30 second spot where you're making like this tiny little piece of creative. Like you could make a massive kind of world for your users to play in and see what they do with it. Definitely. And when they get to play and you're driving your experience, it's a, to- it's a total different memory. Yeah. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to be remembering stuff like you lived it. Which is a different message is sitting back and being entertained. Mm-hmm. You're not being entertained. You're being taken on a journey. Yeah. And you remember that journey yeah. because you're making decisions. And every time the user makes a decision, they're more connected to the story and they're more connected to the message. Uh, yeah, the ability for you to like transport someone and then have them experience what something that they couldn't fathom is, is like is... That's what people have been wanting to do forever. Exactly. Yeah. And it's what I find really fascinating is like double-edged sword. People are complaining about being isolated in our social world um, where we get to talk, you know, on Twitter. We're always interacting digitally, but we're not really doing it in person. Yeah. And that's a big topic. And I think another big thing was sharing. But when you put a headset on, people think you disconnecting Hmm. but if you can change perspectives you and create an empathy for people so imagine you're the person who's handing up a metro newspapers every day and that's your experience of virtual reality all of a sudden you know what it's like to be ignored yeah and if you do (laughs) if you put 300 people who can put themselves you're literally walking in someone else's shoes Mm. our empathy levels should come back i don't i feel like it's the opposite you're actually going to be a lot more empathetic and a lot more sharing more human when you get to have those experiences. Yeah, I think it's the difference, like if, if we live in a world where you, you spend your whole day with a headset on and you're, you never talk to people, that's the, the yeah. sort of danger zone. If it's more like when you play for two or a couple hours rather than watching TV and you learn how to empathize what it's like to be a human being because you could walk a mile in someone else's shoes, you'll become a better human. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all... Because there's always fence... Like, I was a little on the fence with the ethics of it because it's so... It's so emotional. Yeah. Um, but I, so much good can come out of it. And mm-hmm. that's what a lot of... Um, a lot of the keynote speakers were talking about. They said, we need to control the, the content and make it good. Yeah. Give good quality stuff. Right? Because we're going to end up with the horrible stuff. We are going to end up with the dodgy things that no one should really be interacting with. Yeah. But... If we can create great content that's going to do good work, yeah, 
then it's a, why not? Yeah. So over the course of the conference, like what were like some of the like VR experiences or things that you like really can't stop thinking about since you were there? Um, for me, storytelling. Yeah. It's the emotional stuff and the little cues. I love the psychology behind it as well. Um, so it's little things like giving somebody a reflection in a mirror when they're in a VR environment and they're a robot and they look in the mirror and suddenly they're feeling lonely mm. but they're feeling lonely for the robot and they're feeling lonely for themselves because they're that character mm. so it's the psychology behind the experience that's that I found fascinating and there was um I think it's called other world did a presentation and they create they're the creators of sisters and um a bunch of things that won a lot of awards and Sisters is out of horror movies. So Sisters is a horror one mm. where these dolls kind of appear and they're really creepy and they sing little songs in your ears and it's, yeah, it's really immersive wow. and really creepy. But um, <laughs> yeah, the way that they can direct your attention in this space is powerful. And their philosophy on creating VR experiences is quite interesting. They kind of test things out. So every um, experience they create, they're trying to test they're testing the world of VR. So they'll try the reflection, which I don't think had been done before, and see how people gauge that emotionally. Um, so that stuck with me. The, that storytelling mm. aspect really stuck with me. Yeah. And then the journalistic point of view. And also the fact that no one's... Video is not a huge thing. The brain will... The, your brain won't believe the experience if the lighting is off. And all these weird little things are off, your experience will fail. But you can have a fake environment with real sound and you feel everything. Hmm. So it's tricking, it's kind of tricking your brain into truths. Um, yeah, so there's a lot, there's a lot there to talk about and yeah. think about and the presence. There's, and there's a lot about that kind of user experience, like whether it's those reflect, the attention hmm. to detail within those environments is going to be where the game is won and lost for people to tell those stories. Definitely. It's also conscious, which yeah. is crazy. Because yeah. if the lighting is a huge issue, because if you're an experience and as a character you stand up and the lighting doesn't change when you stand up and there's no shadows, your brain's not going to believe that experience. And all of a sudden you're emotionally checked out of it. Yeah. Which, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> there's a lot that can go really well. There's a yeah. lot that can easily go wrong. And it's just having the right builders and the right people who yeah. understand that. And, yeah, what it does. Totally. Um, like, I think the, the, the idea of that, the lighting or, or those little little nuggets, um, what are what were some of the other challenges that, that VR people were dra- grappling with like while you were down there? Like, things that they're trying to overcome other than needing content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the content thing. And then a lot of it was techie. So yeah. I went over my head quite a bit. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> sat there next to Kanita who yeah. was like okay I get this she was translating for you. <laughs> yeah totally um, I know video is a big issue um, it's expensive to mm. film um, it's difficult um, so there's a lot of testing yeah um, yeah and just those little cues the lighting and speed and then a lot of tech <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend to understand <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, it's all it's it's good. We'll do a we'll do a separate podcast and talk about tech. Okay, we'll yeah. Get, we'll, get, we'll get Kanita on and really nerd out. Yeah, everything was unity. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> when the keynote speaker is talking about unity, you know, unity's the the thing. Yeah. Um, what um, 
what's an experience do you think like this is just creative hypothetical okay. like things that people haven't done using VR that like could be really cool have you thought about some of those things yeah like what would be an example without giving away your best idea <laughs> I know I'm like, <laughs> I'm good, this <laughs> for me I think and I can't tell you whether it's definitely been done or not yeah. but this, the switching perspectives so if say you've got a topic like euthanasia Mm. And you get to be the judge, you get to be the victim, and you get to be the person who's being is essentially going to be jailed for helping mm. somebody pass away. Now those are three different perspectives, and if you can live or, or walk or walk in all three of those shoes, shoes, like I feel like people have an understanding for big issues, right? Um, like government issues. There's a lot of politics you could go into understanding backgrounds or. Just being able to connect with mm. with people in that yeah. way, I think there could be some really cool stories and quick short st- stories yeah. that could help with um, yeah with conflicts. Hmm. That's you could you could solve the Middle East uh, problem <laughs> yeah. by showing different perspectives using VR. In, uh, well, I think it was interesting because you were saying kind of the criminal justice kind of. Um, big issues where you're seeing things from different um, perspective. You look at, you know, say something like Netflix's making a murder series. Yeah. Like if you could, like so many people watched that those episodes and then came out like, oh my god, everything's one. You know, the criminal justice system is like corrupt and yeah. like how could they do this? Whereas like I bet if you could see it, the whole playing out of that that series from two perspectives, from like the 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 court's perspective and then from the defense's perspective you would be like oh it's not quite so black and white or yeah yeah that would be really interesting there's no black and white and the death penalty yeah imagine sitting in an environment where you're locked up yeah and you've literally got a timer going off and you you have a personal connection with this person Mm -hmm. and then you're on the other side of it where that person could have done something really cool to your family you know, there's it totally. can go pretty deep and it yeah. can go pretty dark, but it doesn't always, you know. It's just giving people that perspective that mm. might have been a little bit lost. Yeah. But it's like a whole new playground for brands to get their story out or, you know, not necessarily and entertain people, you know. Definitely. Like, you know, rather than spend $5 million on a Super Bowl TV spot that has very little emotional connection to you mm. you could spend that same money and create an experience and get them to experience something definitely you could become a memory yeah and a good memory you could convince someone that Bud Light tastes like good beer <laughs> yeah through optimism virtu- yeah. <laughs> through virtual reality <laughs> super uh, interesting um any other things that you like picked up like while you were down there rubbing elbows with all the nerds? I know. No. Um, more the responsibility that we have to create yeah. good content. If you're going to go into this field, you know, you do have that responsibility. Another thing is I can't see another opportunity coming up like this for decades. This is something that's, like you said in the stats, it's like the beginning of the internet or yeah. getting your smartphones and we're right at that cusp. Like I can't. I think for me the biggest thing was nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Which is the best playground because I, everyone wants to learn. Yeah. Um, and for me it doesn't get better than that. And I think we jumped on it and really create some beautiful stuff. A lot of people were saying like the next two years was award winning years. You're not mm. going to necessarily make tons of money by creating things, but you're definitely going to resonate. And yeah. once you're in there, you're actually 
you know, you're creating a different moment for people. Feels like similar to like the first two years of the app store and apps uh, with the iPhone. Like, mm-hmm. if you probably look back at most of the apps that were in that first version of the phone, you'd be like, ha, 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 yeah. hilarious. <laughs> how, how adorable. Yeah. Which we'll probably think back in five years from now, look back at the VR and be like, wow, we were so entertained by those like yeah. simplistic <laughs> VR uh, experiences. So how far we've come. But like, it is like this window of opportunity between um, where the buzz is super high, the like technology is so right there, mm-hmm. able to deliver an amazing experience, but there's still this runway to like figure out what to do with it. Exactly, and there's no limitations. Yeah, which I think Except for, for the tech, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I understood that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think like that's the part like for for like our clients is this could be the window in the next. 12 to 24 months where you could make a bigger impact than you might be able to in three years time when everyone else has to do it. Definitely. Um, now could be the time where you could be out of the gate before anyone else. Definitely. In the same way that the New York Times is experience, uh, experimenting with it. Like everyone's getting in there. So it's yeah. just a matter of who can get in there and do a really creative job of storytelling. Exactly. It's kind of, I feel like I've got a clock going off in my head now. Everyone's like, I've got to write another idea or I've got to research <laughs> or I've got to. And we're quite lucky in the sense that there's been enough done that people know what can work and what's going to make you sick. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's enough there to play with. Yeah. There's enough knowledge to play with, but not enough to stop you imagining like yeah. your imagination, um, which is, you can't get a better spot to be in yeah. when you're going to create stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a timer going off because in two or three years, it's going to be, yeah, it's huge. It's going to be massive. And to get in there early and go with great content, yeah, um, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. We just need to get working on it. Yeah. Well, it's it's it, it's hard not to see that you're excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. And it's, I feel what I did notice about the content was um, people are riding the novelty wave. Um, like you said, you see the first apps and you're like, yeah. okay, that was kind of entertaining. We need one. Yeah, exactly. And they're creating stuff just to create stuff yeah. and hope that it'll blow someone's mind because it's new technology yeah. where I think the technology and the story need to meet 50, yeah. 50. And, um, rather than writing the technology, oh, this is a great experience. You can do this. Um, I think, yeah, I think the story needs to blow the mind as, as much as the technology does, which is not, I didn't see that much mm-hmm. of that. Um, so there's a lot of room there. Totally. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you. That's a pretty awesome little intro to uh, the Vision Summit 2016 and virtual reality, I think. This won't be the last time we talk about VR. Okay. No. <laughs> so get ready for more episodes with uh, Michelle Knight. Thank you. Thank you.